There's a time and a place for tactics, but they're secondary. I always advocate that you invest in marketing assets first because they have longevity. The investment you make in a marketing asset will pay for years and years and years and years. And as you implement tactics, that asset is going to make those tactics work better. Hey, friends, it's Steve. If I offered to write a client getting book for you in just 60 days, would you take me up on it? I've recorded a 15 minute video showing you our magnetic author method and explaining how it all works. It's up now at magneticauthor.co slash video. Hello, friends, it's Steve, and welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. You know, in uh, our episode this week, I want to talk about how to think through and and choose the right marketing approach for you. And I think there are really three filters that you need to think through. And it's important because there's so many different ways today that you could market your business. I talk to business owners all the time and they're completely overwhelmed by it. They wonder, do I go this direction? Do I go that direction? Is it LinkedIn posts? Is it TikTok? Do I need to be advertising on you know, Snapchat uh, or whatever the latest thing is? You know, we've had trends here just within the last year with new platforms coming online. And the question is always, should I invest my time in this new thing? Will it pay off? Will I get a return on the investment of my time? And so today we're going to go through a three-part framework that will help you make that decision. And I promise it will really simplify the way that you approach marketing going forward. So let's get into it. All right. So the first filter that I think you need to pass any marketing through is a really simple one. Does it fit you? I think that's really the fundamental question, the most important question, because if the marketing approach that you're contemplating doesn't fit you and your personality as the business owner, as the entrepreneur, then you're probably not going to stick with it long enough to actually master it and long enough to really get the results that you should get. I've seen this over and over and over again where people will pick up a tactic because someone told them it's the thing you have to do. And then they get into it and they realize they don't like doing it at all. And so they've wasted six months or a year going down this road. And then they, they're back sort of at the beginning again saying, all right, well, how am I going to get the word out? How am I going to get exposure to the people that I want to you know, go out and, and be in front of? And I don't want to see that happen to you. I've, I've watched business owners just spin and spin and spin their wheels because they'll go from one thing that doesn't fit them and realize it and then stop. And they'll go try and, and do the next fad thing that doesn't fit them. And they'll try it and they'll stop. And they get on this cycle that is, it's really a, a doom cycle because you go down and down and down. And you end up being really cynical about the whole process. And I don't want that for you. I want you to find a simple, elegant, effective way to market your business that 
you'll wake up every morning and go, you know, I'm really excited to go do the 30 minutes I need to do of business development to keep things moving forward. If you can find that, that will solve about 80% of your challenges in business development. And nobody else can answer that for you. So that's the first question that you need to ask. Now, if you've got a little bit of a bigger team, then you not only do you want to ask that about yourself, but you need to ask that about your team. So for my team, do I have a strategy here that my team can buy into that they'll believe in that they will be able to execute? Now, you don't want them controlling everything you do by any stretch of the imagination. You've got to be able to make those decisions. But at the same time, if you can find that intersection of a strategy that will work really well for your type of business that aligns with you know, with you and who you are and also aligns with your team, then it's, it's going to be a lot easier for you to go do your business development. There's going to be a lot less friction with it. So I'll give you a great example. Everybody says you should be on social media and, you know, here we are, you know, we're a marketing company and I can't stand getting on social media. I just don't find it enjoyable. I find it incredibly distracting. I don't think it's a great use of my time. And so if you were to go look at our social media presence, it's not as robust as maybe other firms, but that's okay. That doesn't fit me. We focus on the things that that really fit, uh, fit me and fit our team. And we do those other things, you know, because you do in, in some instances need to have those presences out there, but that's not where we really devote all of our, our time and energy and attention. And so it's, it's really critical that you begin to think this way. So let's move now to the second filter that you really need to be thinking about. All right. Filter number two is a big one. If you've now thought through the things that fit you, the next thing that you want to ask yourself is, if I invest in this particular marketing endeavor, am I investing in an asset or a tactic? It's a big question. Am I going to get something that's going to pay dividends over the long term that I can use in many different ways? Or am I just getting a tactic of the day? Now, there's a time and a place for tactics, but they're secondary. I always advocate that you invest in marketing assets first because they have longevity. Uh, and I'll talk about some examples here in a minute, but they have longevity. The investment you make in a marketing asset will pay for years and years and years and years. And as you implement tactics, that asset is going to make those tactics work better. See, where most of the tactics fail is that the people trying to implement the tactic by itself don't have the asset that really is needed to leverage the tactic. So great example of that is with Facebook advertising. We've talked to lots of business owners who have tried that unsuccessfully. And it's not that the advertising doesn't work. It's that they don't have the right asset to drive people to for that medium. So if you're really interested in doing Facebook advertising to grow your professional service business, I might first recommend that you invest in an asset of a book because the book now gives you something that you can use that those ads and drive people to. 
But let's say, okay, you've invested in the book and you don't want to do ads. You can take that same book, that same asset, and you can use it in a referral strategy. In fact, I wrote a whole book on how to do that. You can use that in a direct mail strategy. We do that with clients all the time. You can use it with print advertising. You can use it speaking. You can use it to get speaking gigs. That was one of the biggest impacts that I had when I wrote my first book is I started getting requests to go speak and even to go get paid and speak. So, you know, those are all tactics that the single asset of a book can unlock and make work better. So you could do all those tactics without the asset, but it never works quite as well. And you want to begin thinking, what are the marketing assets that I can acquire? Because that's really the first thing that you want to do. So if you're just starting, you know, a lot of the entrepreneurs we we talk to are kind of moving from this stage where you got the business off the ground and you've been fairly successful so far. And you're at this stage where you're out of time. You've been so successful that you're now out of time. It's becoming harder and harder and harder to devote the time you need to devote to business development because you've also got to serve clients and build the team and grow the business. And so we'll talk to these, these business owners who are, you know, at this place where they've sort of hit a ceiling. And the answer is always, how can we take your ideas, the things that you've been going out and delivering to people one-on-one that they respond to, They say, yes, I want that. I want to buy that. I want to work with you. You're already conveying those ideas. How can we take those and package those up into a marketing asset, whether it's a book or delivered through a podcast or delivered through an email newsletter or a print newsletter? And really the the three key categories of assets are a book, a media platform or media outlet, and that might be a podcast or a newsletter, whether it's email or print but some regular communication where you're sending it out directly to people. You're not, you're not waiting for them to come to that media asset or that media property. You're sending it out to them. And then the third is a signature presentation. And if you have those three assets, you can handle lead generation very easily. You can handle lead nurturing, staying top of mind infinitely, you know, forever, And you have a great tool in that signature presentation to convert people from just looking to entering your sales process, entering a sales conversation. So you want to be thinking about how can I build those three assets in my business first? If I had to build them in order, and this is the order we we actually built them in, we started with an email newsletter, But honestly, the email newsletter really didn't kick into gear until we published the book because the book allowed us to go get the audience that would then receive the email newsletter because all the people that got the book came and then subscribed to our newsletter. Maybe not all of them, but a a large enough proportion of them that our list grew dramatically when I wrote my first book and continues to grow because of the books that we, we publish. And then you know, the email newsletter, which now really is driven by our podcast. We do this podcast because it's easier for me to do an outline on an index card and turn on the microphone and talk with you for 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 minutes than it is to sit down and write an article, which is what I used to do. And so the podcast drives the content, which goes into the email newsletter. We have in the past used a print newsletter, both a paid one that people paid $100 a month for. 
Um, we had subscribers of that newsletter for four years. You know, we've also done free print newsletters to our clients and our key contacts because we want to stay top of mind. And that's a media platform. It gives you lots of power to have that asset. And then the third is the signature presentation. And so you want to, you want to have that presentation that is going to allow you then to take all of these leads, these interested people who have raised a hand and they've said, Oh, I saw your book and I'm really interested in that topic, you know, and I now I've been on your email list for a while and it gives you a, a way to go out and say to them, you know, I'm going to put on a presentation next Tuesday. Would you like to attend it? And now they have to make a decision. They have to say, am I in or am I out? And so the signature presentation serves to take people who are in your world and give them a definite opportunity to take a step forward with you and do that in a relatively low risk way. It's sort of the precursor to working with you. And what I like about a signature presentation is it gets that potential client to commit time. It's their most valuable and precious resource. And if they'll commit some time to listen to what you have to say, then you've got a much more qualified prospect. And typically when someone commits to a presentation, they're at least less distracted than they are normally. You've got more of their focused attention, which you need to get them to move to the next step. And so that, that's why we believe so strongly in those three things. They fit together into a cohesive system in a way that, that other things just don't fit as well. Now, we can use lots of tactics around all of those, right? So we've talked about tactics around the book, all the different ways you can use it to generate leads. And, and even as simply as something that we teach all of the the folks going through our different book writing programs, whether it's our Magnetic Author Elite program where we write the book for you, or it's the Author Accelerator program where we, you know, we coach you and guide you through using all of our shortcuts and tools to do it. One of the things that we teach everybody to do is what we call the book a day habit. And it's so easy. It's a tactic, but it's so easy. And it leverages again that asset. And it's just really sitting down and writing a, you know, a handwritten note to somebody once a day and uh, putting that with a copy of your book and putting it in the mail. And, you know, when our clients execute that tactic using that asset, it gets tremendous results. And the reason it gets tremendous results is, and it works far better than just sending a handwritten note is because you've got that book with it. So that's how the two fit together, tactic and asset. Now, when we talk about a media platform, there are lots of ways to execute that. We've mentioned some of them already, the various newsletters you can do, a podcast. You could have a YouTube channel. As long as you're sending out an email to let people know that there's new content, it really still serves that same purpose. There's lots of ways that you can do that. And that's one of the amazing things that's available to us today. We have such easy methods for publishing that you know, it's really almost a crime not to take advantage of them. And then, you know, the tactics that sit around your signature presentation, well, there are, there are paid speaking opportunities. There are speaking opportunities to big, you know, national conferences where you don't get paid. Hopefully at some point we'll be back to, to doing those on a much more regular basis. There are speaking opportunities to local groups. So if you've got a local business, one of the best things that you can do is go out and speak to the local business groups or whoever the target groups are for your clientele. You can do it with webinars. You can do it with automated webinars. You can do it with Facebook Live. There are all kinds of tactics that you can layer on as ways to deliver and places to deliver your signature presentation. You know, 
years ago, I used to put my signature presentation on a CD and we would mail it. But it was that still that same signature presentation. When someone listened to that in their car, they were devoting time and committing time to listening to me deliver that presentation. So there's lots of tactics that you can use around that. But first, you want to be thinking about assets. All right, let's move on to number three. And this is a big one. All right, filter number three for your marketing. This comes from one of my very favorite books. Uh, It's a book about marketing and advertising, but really I think it's a book that every business owner should read. I think it's a book that you should give everyone on your team to read. It's that good and it's a short little book, very inexpensive. I actually think it's public domain now. You can find it out there in the public domain, but you can get it on Amazon. The book is called Obvious Atoms. And it's a fictional story of a gentleman by the the last name of Adams. He wants to go work in advertising. He goes to um, one of the bigger ad agencies of the time. And I think it's set back in the 30s, 40s, 50s of the last century. And the thing that sets Adams apart is that he looks at any given situation and he logically determines what is the most obvious thing that we can do here to improve things. One of the great examples is he's called in to figure out uh, why the sales for a hat retailer are different at their two stores that are in the same town. They run the same advertising for both stores. And one of those stores has tremendous results from the advertising. And the other store is basically being funded and kept in business by the profits from the, the successful store. And they can't figure out why there's this discrepancy. And so Obvious Adams travels to the, the town. He's sent there by the, the owner of the ad agency that he works for. He's told, you can't go ask anything about the stores. You're just to go there and observe. And so he does. So he travels to the town. He gets a hotel. Next morning, he gets up and walks out uh, during you know morning rush hour, walks out to the store that's underperforming and just watches from across the street. And what he notices is that the store has a very tiny little front door on the main street and they have a big picture window on the side of the building, but everyone is walking down that side of the street, the opposite way. And they never see this big picture window that's on the side street. And so the obvious answer is, well, nobody is seeing how to, they can't find the store. In fact, in the book, it describes he walked past the store four or five times before he finally realized where it was. So they move, the story goes, they move the store to a more prominent location. And all of a sudden it's exceeding what was the winning store prior. And it's that kind of looking for the obvious that you need to have when you begin thinking about your marketing. And the way to apply that is to to ask yourself, okay, so I found something that fits me and it's a marketing asset or it's a tactic that's going to leverage one of my marketing assets. Now, let me ask, is this the most obvious way that I could accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish here? You know, so for example, we get clients all the time who are in love with online marketing and online marketing is fantastic. We do a ton of it. I love it in the right setting. And they're trying to get 
10 really big clients a year. If they got one client a month, you know, they're dealing with whale clients that would fill up their practice. They'd be super happy. And if they could do that consistently year in and year out, it'd be great. And they're messing around trying to post on LinkedIn to find those clients or trying to do LinkedIn outreach to find those clients. Now there's nothing wrong with LinkedIn. It works great. But if you only need to get 10 clients, there are a lot easier and more obvious ways to do it. You know, so if I were going to do that, working through this scenario, I'd make a list of a hundred perfect clients that I want to go after. And I'd have a marketing asset in a book and I'd send each of them a book and I'd follow up with a phone call. And guess what? I'd have my, you know, I'd have my one client a month and I'd probably have more than that. I'd probably have a line at the door just doing that one simple, obvious thing. And it's less risky and it's easier and certainly less complicated than trying to do something online. Now, there are going to be other situations where, you know, you're, if you're in a different kind of business and you need to get hundreds of customers in every single month, month in and month out, you would look at the solution we just talked about and say, well, that is, that's not the obvious solution. I'd need a, a team of people and I'd have to train them to how to say just the right thing on the phone. And we'd have to identify thousands and thousands of people who might be really great clients for us. We need to use an advertising approach. You know, and then you could determine, should it be online or offline or whatever? That would be the more obvious answer. And so you want to run it through this filter of, is it obvious? It needs to fit you. You want to focus on assets first and then tactics that leverage those assets. And then finally, is it obvious? If you're sitting there wondering, how do I grow my business? Take a few minutes, go through this thinking exercise you will come up with a really great next step for you that will begin to deliver results. And I can't wait to hear what you come up with. Send me an email, steve at unstoppableceo.net. I want to hear from you. I want to know how this episode has impacted you. And uh, I can't wait to hear all about it. All right, here's a little update uh, for what's happening at the Unstoppable CEO We are currently enrolling authors uh, as we get closer to the end of the year here um, in our Done For You Magnetic Author Elite Program. That is where um, we will sit down and write your book for you. Uh, it's a collaborative process. We work with you to develop to develop the concept for the book. We work for you, with you to develop the outline and, and the structure of the book so that it, it will work very well using all of our proven frameworks. And then we interview you to get all of your really great ideas and intellectual property out of your head. And then one of our writers will take that and turn that into a great lead generating book for you. And we handle everything. It, it really is start to finish. You know, we take care of it all. All we need you for is about four to six hours at the beginning to go through that interview process so that we can pull those ideas out of your head really work with you to get your vision for the book so that we're, we're getting the exact thing that you want. And, uh, and then we go to work. And in about 60 days, you've got um, a book that is now a great asset that can last years and years and years. Uh, my very first book, Unstoppable Referrals, was the best marketing decision and investment I ever made. And uh, it's now seven years later as I record this, we still get clients each and every week from that book. And so if you've been thinking about a book and, you know, you're finally at a point where, you know, it's something you've got to get done, then this would be the perfect time to do it. 
Um, if you start now, you'll have your book right at the beginning of 2022 and you'll be able to, to really roll that out and make 2022 a really big year. And we'll not only help you get the asset in place, but we'll also help match the right one or two tactics that fit you that pass the obvious test so that you'll have everything you need to go create a really big 2022 when the year comes around. So if you're interested in that, you can go to magneticauthor.co and you'll see a 15 minute presentation that explains the whole process. And then you'll be able to book a call with me and we can talk about whether or not it's the right fit. If it is great, we'd love to help you. If it's not, we're going to let you know and we'll do our best to point you in a better direction. So again, magneticauthor.co and we're enrolling uh, right now authors who want to have their book ready by the uh, beginning of 2022.